What's going on people, it's your boy Kalechi and I'm back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How on each and every single one of y'all doing today, man? How y'all doing? I hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend. Hope y'all are having a great, great weekend, or rather, not having, had a wonderful weekend. At the time of me recording these podcasts, or this podcast, it was the weekend. And so I was having a pretty good weekend. It was weird. Down south in Georgia, it snowed. It was super weird. It doesn't snow a lot down south. But it snowed. It was that cold. It snowed a little bit. Now, let's, let me, let me clarify, because a lot of people who live up north look like, that ain't snow. That's just flurries. Whatever. For y'all, it ain't snow. But for us, that was snow. We, we got a little bit of snow. I was playing soccer and it started snowing. It was, it was a nice little bit of snow. Of course, it didn't stick. In some areas, though, it did stick. They had enough to be able to make like a snowman, which was pretty cool for some in northern parts of Georgia. But in other areas, it wasn't that much of snow. It was interesting because as I was driving home, as it was snowing, it started changing from snow to rain. It was just like automatically just like a, a 180 switch as I was driving home. And then I got upset because at the point I started sharing... I sent a snap to a couple of my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, it's snowing. It's actually snowing. And then right after it started snowing, because I was holding off. I didn't think it would actually snow. I thought it would just be flurries, but then it actually snowed. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's after it's snowing. And then right after I sent that snap, it started, it changed to, to just straight up rain. And I was upset because I just wasted battery power taking a picture of something we see all the time meaning rain but then that's that could preach though like enjoy the minuscule and the everyday mundaneity like enjoy rain enjoy sun enjoy the cold even though i hate the cold enjoy this the heat all that kind of stuff even though we only want to share the highlights the one-off stuff but maybe we should share more of the same old same old the things that we do every single day to make people understand that life isn't about the extravagant things we do but it's more about the little things that we do every single day because those make more of an impact and those make more of a difference than rather than the grandiose things that we can only do maybe one time in our lives i'm not saying don't share those grandiose things but i'm saying maybe we need to share the the smaller things the mundane things like eating with your family or even like reading a book or driving to work well don't don't use your phone and drive that's not safe but like just the mundane and even the annoying things that we do on a regular basis that we we do because not because we enjoy doing them but because we have to do them in order to survive washing our cars not the after product but you actually doing it uh doing your laundry sweeping your house all those kind of stuff that we take for granted that we have the ability to do sometimes but um we're able to get it done so it's just interesting to me i guess I don't know how I got into talking about the mundane things in life, but I guess it's a good segue to us talking about personal finance again. Let's get back into talking about personal finance. So, so far, we've talked about three things when it comes to personal finance. We've hit up the three things that you have to do in order to get your money in order, in order to get you into a position where you're dominating life, where you're taking control, where your money isn't telling you what it wants to do, but you're telling your money what it should be doing. And those three things are, and you can say it just along with me, make a budget, have an emergency fund of at least $1,000, and then right after that, it's pay off debt. Those three things are 
kind of your first three steps. If you do those three things, everything else tends to start falling into place. Everything else kind of starts falling into view where you feel like, man, you know what? I can do what I need to do. But the main thing is to do those three things, which is make a budget, have an emergency fund of $1,000. You make a budget so you can tell your money where it should go. You make a budget so you actually see where your money is going and you see how you can curb some things in your account and in the way you spend your money. And then you make an emergency fund or you have an emergency fund, you open an emergency fund because that allows you to deal with situations in life without having to take on loans that you don't want to take on. And most emergencies in life are usually under a thousand dollars at least uh, most of the emergencies we face on a daily basis, like getting a car, getting a ticket, flat tire all of a sudden, something's up with your car. Those kind of things usually are under a thousand dollars. I mean, of course, we have the grandiose emergencies like getting into an accident, health issues, and those kind of things. Of course, those happen. But for the most part, a thousand dollars can usually handle most of the emergency situations that you have in life. And then after that is paying off your debt is literally stacking up, writing down every single debt that you have, whether it be credit cards, whether it be a car note, whether it be your, um, uh, what's it called? Your, uh, student loans. I'm sorry. Um, whatever it is, consumer debt or any other kind of debt that you may have is writing all of those down and starting hitting that, killing them out from the smallest one to the largest start and just basically going through each and every single one of those and then last week or yeah it was last week we talked about a slight tip of how to handle this is having accountability having people in your life that you can kind of depend on if something should happen i was telling y'all about my family and how they've come in and helped me out a lot sometimes it's not about them giving me money or them giving me any of anything monetarily but sometimes it's just them being there for them for me speaking into my life uh just being available sometimes it's free food from a friend who who loves to cook which shout out to my boy christian which by the way everyone go check out my boy junior junior's vintage kitchen and he has he's vegan which is special but yeah his food is phenomenal he he has a cooking uh thing uh, Instagram page. I'm gonna leave a link down in the down in the description thing that goes on at the bottom, or or the or the podcast notes. Not description. This ain't YouTube. But if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm gonna leave it in the description. If you're listening to this on any other listening pa- uh, platform, it's gonna be in the show notes. So you can find out about his cooking stuff. How did I start talking about food? But anyway, you can have friends who just give you a meal and just help take some burdens off of your shoulders and just are there for you. It's a it's a slight trick, but it's also a good trick. And then it's just, like I said, the accountability aspect of like, you're about to spend money that you know you don't need to spend. You're about to buy something you don't need to buy. And it's just like having that discussion with somebody and be like, hey man, I'm thinking about buying this thing. What do you think about me spending this money on this thing? And then they can come because they're not emotionally invested in the thing as you are. So they can just use reason to be like, I don't think this is the best time to buy that product or buy that thing. And they can help clear the fog that may be going on in your mind. Because sometimes when we're spending and when we're buying some things, it's either out of we're going through something, we're annoyed, we're upset, and we just want to make ourselves feel a little bit better. And so we end up buying something that we don't need. But sometimes we do need those things and they can help us guide us through thinking of those things. Now, I will also preface this. You do have some friends that are always going to be like, oh yeah, just buy it. Just buy it. Oh, you work hard. So they buy it. No, don't, don't always listen. There's sometimes 
sometimes when you have to use your own judgment to decipher when to buy something and when not to buy, especially when everybody's saying buy, buy, buy. There's also timing is also important so that you don't put yourself in a situation where you can't pull yourself back out of. But those were some of the intro level things to take your financial life into your hands, to take to start working your way towards financial freedom, to get to the point where the clouds kind of shift over, you can start seeing the light and you can start walking towards the goals that you have for yourself. Because I know each and every single one of us have goals for our lives, have places that we want to be at. We have places where we want to be in. We have opportunities that we would like to take and we wouldn't want money or our financial situation to be the things that is holding us back. There are things that we're doing what we have to do in order to get to the position where we can do what we want to do because of the financial situation we're, we're currently in because of the burdens and the things that we have to take care of that if we don't take care of, we ain't going to eat and man must eat to survive. So that's just uh, the first three things that we talked about. And I, I don't know why I went into the whole rehashing it. But one of the things that I wanted to hit back on is something that you will run into as you're going through this journey of taking control of your financial destiny, of taking control of your financial freedom, of taking control of your financial life. One of the things that you will run into is how to sift through and how to decipher what to do when you have to use that emergency fund. Like we said, there will be emergency situations that come about. I didn't talk about this. We haven't talked about this. But there will be situations where financially something does show up, a problem does arise, a situation does arise, and you have to all of a sudden use that emergency fund. And the way you have to use it, I just want to throw this out there as a, as a piece of advice. The way you have to use it is right after you use it, you have to throttle back on paying down your debt for a little bit and fill your uh, emergency fund right back up. You have to make that go back to a thousand dollars and then you start focusing on your debt again. So that way you're back to focusing because it's easy for an emergency situation to come up and we just pay it off. We fix what we need to fix, but then we keep on trying to pay off our debt. And then when another emergency situation comes back around, we look at our emergency our emergency fund account and we're like, oh, this thing is empty. There's nothing in there for me to be able to survive off of. There's nothing in there for me to be able to pay off this issue that just arose. And then you take on more debt and then that all thing starts all over again. And then you have to be dealing with that and you don't want to do that. So the way you deal with the situation is when you use your emergency fund account, immediately after you use it, start refilling it back up it's kind of like drinking water it's like if you get an empty bottle of water you don't just leave the bottle there if you want to drink some more water you get up and you go refill the bottle so you can keep drinking more water the only reason i came up with that analogy is there's a bottle of water on my table right now and my throat is a little bit parched and so therefore i thought of water to use but yeah but that's the idea the idea is like you're not gonna get if the bottle of water is empty you're not gonna be able to drink any more water so you got to go back to the cistern if you have a filter in your house or if you have a fridge that has a water dispenser, you got to go back to the dispenser, fill the bottle back up, and then you can go back to sitting down and focusing on paying off all those debts. So you got to fill the bucket back up so you can survive, fill the bottle back up so you can survive while you're dealing with all these other debts that you're dealing with. And so just wanted to throw that in there. I don't think I ever talked about how to use the emergency fund account and how to refund the emergency fund account. Think of it this way. Every time you use the emergency fund account, you have to refund yourself. It's kind of like you go, 
uh, I, I guess the best way to put it would be like if you borrowed somebody money, you're basically lending yourself the money. An emergency fund is you lending yourself. You're lending yourself the money to use for this emergency situation. But you're saying that I will refill this account immediately as soon as I have the money back before I do anything else. So that's how you do that. And that's how you focus on using your emergency fund and refilling your emergency fund right back up as soon as you have the ability to do so. And you've handled the emergency that needs to be handled. Okay, cool. So yeah, so those are the first three things. I just wanted to rehash all of that. And then we can go on to the new topic, which we're now finally moving into some more fun stuff. This is where we start to divesting, 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 diversing. I don't know which word do you think is the best one to use? Basically, we start splitting up our efforts. This is where we start making what you start sitting down and you start I like to call it vision casting, dream casting. Uh, basically, you start thinking about what is it that I actually want. Now that you've, if you've paid off all your debt and everything, now is the time where you can kind of start thinking about those long-term goals that you've wanted for a long time, while at the same time also handling some short-term goals. So, for example, this is after you've paid off your debt. Now you can start planning for that three to six months of emergency fund account that you should have. This is the time where you can do, you'd start doing two things, your three to six months emergency fund and also investing and making your money work for you. This is the fun part. This is the fun stuff that we, we can start thinking about when it comes to looking ahead, looking into the future. It's like, where do I want to be in five years? What is it that I want in 10 years? What are some of those bigger financial goals that you have for yourself? Is it buying a new car? Is it buying a new house? Is it, well, buying a new house, buying a, whatever it is. Like everybody has different financial goals. Is it being able to pay your way through school? Is it being able to support somebody through school? All those things that you've wanted to do, you've always wanted to do all your life or wanted to do since you've had a little bit of change in your pocket, but you've never been able to do because of all the other burdens. But as those burdens start chipping away, start falling away, these, this is the things that you can start thinking about. So today we're just going to tackle a simple one of those issues, which is the three to six months emergency fund and also beginning to plan for the future as far as your retirement and having a IRA account. These are, this is more of kind of the fun stuff. Um, kind of the more interesting things that people want to hear about is how do I make more money? How do I make my money make more money for me? And how do I make sure that I'm protecting myself moving forward and not putting myself in the same situation? So the first thing is that three to six months of emergency fund. So basically, just like you did when you were trying to save that $1,000, you still have that $1,000. That $1,000 has to sit in an account and sit in the same account. And as you're moving forward in life, as you've paid off all your debt, now that frees up if you've once you pay off all your debt, all of a sudden you open up your checkbook and it's like, yo, I have a lot more money than I usually do at the end of the month. So what are you going to use with that excess funds? Of course, you can do what you want to do. You can have a little bit of fun. But I would also say start making a space in your budget to add into every month. You're going to put a certain amount of money into that emergency fund just to fill that fund up to be about a three to six months expense of whatever your living cost is by this time you know how much it costs you to survive month to month how much your food your life everything that you need in order to survive every single month is going to cost you so the idea of the three to six months emergency fund is 
if for some reason you get into an accident or something like that, if for some reason your income is cut off, you lose your job because this is real, this is real life, there is a point where it's very possible that you can be doing the best job that you can do and then something happens and you lose your job. It happens every single day. Unless you're a entrepreneur or something like that where you control your own income and even then it's also good especially if you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself it's even that much more important to have that three to six months expense because things can change and fluctuate as you guys know of course you're an entrepreneur you know how the market changes and how much you have to deal with that stuff but even if you're not that three to six months of emergency fund is key now if you are a single guy like myself i would say be on that three month end of it because you can kind of suffer a little bit more with that three months end of it you can kind of make that three months last to be six months if you know how to manage your money properly if you know how to be a little bit of a a scrooge mcgrooge and can count them pennies and them cents um, if you know how to do that as a single dude, I'll say lean to that three months end of the spectrum. But if you're married and you have a family, lean heavily to that six months end of that spectrum. And that can look at, depending on your cost of living, that's different for everybody. But lean heavily to that point if you are married. If you have children and you have a wife and you have a family to take care of, that's the part you want to leave that heavily into. If you're single, I'll say come down to that three month end and that allows you to be able to survive because at the end of the day, you can make the sacrifice of just being like, you know what, I'm not gonna eat today, I'm just gonna, or I'm just gonna eat one time today and I'll be fine. Your children need to eat, your wife needs to eat, so it's a whole lot different when you have a family to think about. That's why I say lean heavily more on that six months expenditure, six months expenditure to cover yourselves in case of anything happens, in case your financial situation changes slightly and you're not able to have a constant inflow of income coming into your account and that kind of thing. But while you're working on that three to six months expense, if this was a Dave Ramsey thing, he would say, Focus on doing the three to six months alone. Like do that, do that the whole time. Just focus on that. I'm of the mindset that I want to do both the three to six months at the same time as I'm investing in my future as well. Now, this is playing in two different fields. You're not gonna be able to do either one as fast. It's usually better to just focus on one thing at one time and you can get it done faster. But for this one, just because especially if you work for a company, if you work for a corporation that has a 401k plan, I would at least say put as much money into that 401k plan that matches your, that they will match. If your company does a 401k match, put as much money in there as they will match. So let's say that your company will match up to 5% of your, uh, of your monthly input into a 401k i'll say at least put five percent every single paycheck into that 401k so that they at least match that much while you're also at the same time putting as much money as you can into your expense uh into your six three to six months emergency fund account you can do these two things at the same time you can chew gum and walk at the same time but however just realize that it will be a little bit slower and you have to be a whole lot more mindful about the way you're spending your money because you're not focused on one thing at one time heavily. For all those who do not have a 401k account, what you can do to start planning for the future is you can open an IRA account. An IRA is a what individual retirement account. Um, and basically, there are two types of, and I, oh, which we need to talk about the different types of 401ks, different types of IRAs, 
which one is best for you if you're young definitely have a Roth 401k if you're old definitely you probably want to probably stay with the traditional but all of this stuff if I'm saying anything that doesn't make any sense we will talk about all the different topics as far as this is concerned in the future but for right now I just wanted to start pushing out the topic of some of the things to start thinking about for all those who are paying off their debt and some of the things to start looking forward to that you have the opportunity to have moving forward is just now is the time you can start dreamcasting now is the time that you can start thinking about what is it that you want for yourself so the main thing was main thing I want to talk about here was the three to six months emergency fund the three to six months emergency fund is for you to survive in case you want to make this is another thing sometimes it may not be that you lost your job maybe it's just you want to make a change in your job you want to change your situation you hate your job and you want to go somewhere else that three to six months buffer really helps out it doesn't put this much stress on you that oh man I still got to work for these guys that I hate I don't want to work for these guys I don't want to work for these guys and then you're doing a terrible job a terrible thing at work but then and then they can end up firing you so the main thing is the three to six months gives you the levity to walk into your boss's office and say sir I do not want to work here anymore thank you very much for the opportunity thank you for everything that I have learned by the way don't ever say I do not want to work here anymore but just give them your two-week notice and then find your way out of that company never leave a company by the way this is just a life lesson never leave any job on a sour note never ever ever leave any job any person anything which of course we'll always have a disagreement and we'll always have stuff like that but do your best to never burn bridges because you never know when you have to walk back across that bridge. So if you need one, this is where the three to six months emergency fund account comes in to aid you, to help you out, to help you figure out what is it that I want to do with my life. I just, I've been work, working this Dex job for the last 15 years and I don't want to do it anymore. I've always wanted to be a musician. I want to pursue my musical ability. I've been playing this thing on the side. I want that to be my main source of income because there comes a point in, in, in life where your passion begins to interfere with what you do on a daily basis to feed your mouth. And if you ever get to that point and you ever get to that, uh, you have to cross that road or cross that bridge. It's a lot easier to cross that bridge when you have a little bit of a cushion than it is when you know that you still need to eat. So. That's the reason for the three to six months emergency fund. It is something that you do while or after you finish paying off your deal. You don't do it before. No, you don't do it before you finish paying off debt. You do it after you finish paying off your debt. And you can do it while you're working towards a future for your IRA, 401k, investing in your future, investing in your retirement, which I have a big issue with my generation right now. The fact that we're not investing in our futures with all the different options that we have available to us with the information we have with uh whether it be robin hood we have all kinds of things available to us that make it so much cheaper to invest in our future but we're not doing it because we're stuck in this place of not being able to pay off our debts and stuff like that which is why this channel and this podcast exists because i want to empower young adults to build wealth and be able to help those around them that's the entire goal of this podcast is for me to give you any kind of knowledge you may not understand 90% of the things that I say on here but I just want to impact something that will enable you to build the wealth that you want for yourself to have the life that you want for yourself while at the same time you're helping other people around you you can't help others until you help yourself 
you love those you love others out of how you love yourself so if you can help yourself if you can make a a lifeline for yourself you can then pull somebody else out but that's all i got for y'all this episode i hope y'all learned something new today and before i close out this episode i cannot end this thing without giving my boy a happy birthday shout on this podcast shout out to my boy Nietzsche or Kenichi. he is my best friend my brother from another mother literally the closest thing to a brother that i can possibly have i do have a brother by the way just not say that i love my brother but it's a different way that i also love kenichi as well i love both of them i'm really close to my brother as well but kenichi has been my bestest bestest estest friend for forever since childhood and so um just a big wonderful happy birthday it's good to have people in your life that you know that no matter what happens no matter what's going to happen you can depend on you can rely on you can yell at you can fight you can argue you can have a difference in opinion they can make you see when you're being a dunce they can make you see when you're being a complete and total a-hole and they do it in a way that is okay they can call you out like no other person can call you out and you're going to listen to them because they're your brother and they're your boy and they can do things that other people if other people did the same things that they do to you you're gonna get pissed at them but then when they do it it's just like yeah that's my boy like i'm not gonna do anything about that but it's good to have those people in your life it's great he's one of those people that has been in my life consistently we walk our faith out he helps he checks me with the faith uh we support each other uh with daily life stuff we advise each other He's walking into his future and I pray that his future will continue to look bright and all that he God has in store for him that he shall accomplish it in Jesus name. And of course, to my baby sister Naomi, or as I like to call her Namnams, shout out to her as well. It's also her birthday and shout out to my boy Wesley's wife Alex. They all have the same birthday on the exact same day. It's really weird. It's a big day for me. But yeah, happy birthday to all of them and happy birthday to anybody else in this world who just uh celebrated life and celebrating another year that God has given unto you which is wonderful. For my boy Kochi, it's Kobe year for him and yes, I am starting that. I know everybody goes 23 is Jordan year. So I'm starting that in honor of Kobe. Happy birthday. Happy Kobe year to my boy. Anyway, that's all I got for y'all on this podcast. As it is called the Rambling Mind podcast, I have rambled. I hope y'all have learned something from my different ramblings. And we're doing some new crazy stuff in the future. Shout out to my boy Christian again. Check out his page on Junior's Vintage Kitchen. He has some dope dishes on there. I think everybody can learn a thing or two from his channel. Uh not channel, from his Instagram page, which will be linked down in below. But that's all I got for y'all. God bless each and every single one of y'all that listening to this and even to those who are not listening to this, which you should share this podcast by the way. A lot of people can learn a thing or two. But that's all I got for y'all. God bless y'all and I'll hit y'all up on the next one. Peace.